0: We begin the last two weeks of the winter retreats, period of normal group practice. This is a change of mode, change of context. So we reflect upon that change. Some of us have just come out of solitary retreat time with no structure, no schedule. Others of us just have the mornings and open afternoons and evenings. Others of us are the lay support team or long-term lay residents or staying in the Rody House facility. We reflect upon this quality of change of context. Okay, Now it's like this. This is the framework. The point of reflecting upon change is to develop non-grasping, non-identification. So, if we liked the period of openness, solitary time, then it can be that group practice where there's an expectation of conformity. It feels like oh, being tied down, being limited, got to do, should do, have to. Feel that. Know that sense of restriction. Maybe at the other end of the scale we've been really looking forward to this. Great! At last! Group practice again. Fantastic. (sighs) Got through that difficult part. Now, Now this is what I really enjoy. This is what I've been waiting for. Mind feels approval, excitement, interest. Sense of getting what we want, gratification. And you know, anything in between, mixed feelings, the whole spectrum of different attitudes and moods from feeling disappointed or challenged, restricted to gratified and delighted, everything between those two. The whole spectrum of different moods and feelings. So if the mind lacks wisdom, lacks wise reflection, then we just believe in our moods. The mind goes out and absorbs into its moods of approval, delighting, disapproval, resenting. That's the sign of ignorance, of avicca. Not seeing things clearly is automatically believing the mind's judgments as good, not good, precious, rubbish. The mind influenced by Avicara, not seeing clearly, ignorance, believes in its judgments, believes in its moods without question. We call something good. Yes, this is good. We believe it we call something annoying, not good. Yeah, they're like this. And we believe it. And belief is the alakana, the, the sign characteristic of ignorance, not seeing clearly. If we cultivate wisdom, we are developing vicha, Awake, aware, quality of the heart. Then, when a mood arises, there's still going to be approval, disapproval, mixed feelings, unclarity. If there's vicha, if there is clarity of seeing, knowing, then the mood arises, like, yes, at last, this is what I've been waiting for, The mind knows this is the, at last, this is what I've been waiting for, feeling. In this moment, it's like this. Here it is. It's this way. There's not a suppressing of the feeling, kind of judging of the mood or creating a self out of it, but rather, here it is, the mood of gratification, excitement, getting what we like. This is the getting what I like feeling. Full stop. That's it. At the other end of the spectrum, the other end of the scale, oh, I have to endure this, this is a pain. How can I get out of it? I don't really like this. If there's a quality of vicha, clear seeing, then again, there's no need to suppress those moods or attitudes, no need to judge them. But just that here is the getting what I don't like feeling. Here is the having to endure something that is not agreeable feeling. That's what this is. There's not rejection, not grasping, but profound sound quality of knowing. Here it is. Or whether it's in the middle, the mixed feelings. Oh, I kind of like it, kind of don't like it. Some of it's things I appreciate, other parts of it. Eh, it's a bit of a headache. That's what mixed feelings are like. Here it is. The mind knowing liking, mind knowing disliking, mind knowing mixed feelings, or confusion, not knowing what we feel. The knowing is the same quality of awakened awareness, this vicha dhatu, awakened awareness of the jitta, of the heart, that is the same. Knowing comfort, knowing discomfort, knowing confusion, knowing a whole array of different feelings, moods and attitudes, that which knows them is free of limitation free of bias, free of any kind of distortion. This knows, this is a pleasant feeling, this is a painful feeling, this is wanted, this is unwanted. And the heart takes refuge in that quality of knowing. This is the Buddha refuge. In that moment, oh this is the I got what I wanted feeling. This is the yes! That's what this is. The heart is embodying the Buddha refuge. It's secure. This is what is genuinely precious. Reliable. In that moment, the heart is in tune with reality, it's knowing. This is a mental impression, a wave of feeling passing through the mind. That's all, no more, no less. So this is the challenge, moment by moment, to recognize the moods of liking, disliking, approval, disapproval, rightness, wrongness, comfort, discomfort. To know those moods, those judgments, as they arise. And to challenge the habit of buying into them—that's the task we have in hand. This is the, the task of the practicing dhamma, embodying dhamma. We use this kind of words, practicing dhamma. What we're saying is letting go of the habits of self-view and embodying dhamma itself. You are being dhamma, practicing dhamma. So, that quality of awakened awareness is the primary activity of dhamma. Buddha arises from the dhamma. Awakened awareness arises from the reality of the heart's nature. The primary activity of the heart Is knowing. The fabric of the heart is Dhamma. So practicing Dhamma is this very gesture of recognizing moods, of like, of dislike, approval, disapproval, knowing them as they are. They don't have to be pushed away and suppressed, they don't have to be grasped hold of and owned, just known as they are. And with this attunement, What arises is skillful activity. When the Buddha sees the Dhamma, what arises is the Sangha. When the awake heart sees the way things are, what arises is skillful speech and action. The heart inclines towards the wholesome. The noble, the hums, the honest. The training that we undertake in going forth as a nun or as a monk, Anagarika, Anagarika, as a lay practitioner, the training is really the same for all of us. These minds, these bodies, regardless of our particular status in society or role in the community, it's the same. The mind, the body, the material world, it's identical. How could it be different? So the challenge is the same for all of us. And then, when that challenge is met, in this moment, there's a knowing of the moods of liking, disliking, approval, disapproval, and so on. When that is recognized, then the change of heart that comes about, a sense of ease, spaciousness, Peacefulness. Again, that's the same for all of us, whether we have hair or no hair, whether we're in robes or in trousers. Same, same. How could it be different? It's the same reality, the same sense world, the same body and mind combination. So that quality of change of heart, the change of perspective, clearly acknowledge the results of that. The challenge is to recognize those attachments and the habits of mind. If those habits are let go of and the mind knows its moods rather than follows them. Look at the result of that. The result of the mind knowing the mind is peacefulness, spaciousness, freedom quality of ease, ending of dukkha. When the mind knows the mind, the jitta knows the jitta. Then the result is peace, ease, freedom. It's not a small challenge, as we are all aware. It's a big task that we all take on, looking with the mind, the body, this life in this way. It's a big task. Facing a thousand-foot cliff that you planning to climb. Oof. It's a big climb. But I would suggest it's the only thing worth doing, because this is how the potential of these lives can really be fulfilled, I would say. Everything else is secondary, wasteful distracting. What really makes a difference with this life is recognizing its fundamental nature as an aspect of Dhamma. The mind is Dhamma, the body is Dhamma. These are all aspects of nature. We think of this mind as I'm a person, I'm a man, and I'm British, I'm French, I'm German, I'm Malaysian, Japanese. Old, I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm unhealthy. This is my name, my story. The roles that we have in the community, the seniority, our place in terms of ordination, or as a layperson, new new to the thing, an old hand. These Familiar ways of labeling this life, arranging it, is so convincing, so compelling, so personal. So, the teachings of Lumpur Chao, he emphasizes over and over again. We know that these, as merely conventional designations, things that we agree upon, we determine into existence femininity, masculinity, nationality age, names, these are all determined into existence. There is no thing absolutely there. That which knows the personal is not a person. This quality of vicha, awakened awareness of the heart, and Buddha knowing It's not a person. It doesn't belong to a person. And which knows the body has no body. And which knows the material world, the land and rocks, the trees, the water, the rain and the snow. It has no form. It's not defined by or limited by the elements of earth, water, fire and wind. knows the elements, but it's not composed of the elements. That which knows the person isn't a person, not personal. That which knows masculinity is not male. That which knows femininity is not female. That which knows health or sickness has no state of health in this way. knows those feelings of comfort and discomfort. But it's not defined or limited by those qualities. This is why liberation is possible. That which knows the five khandhas is not limited, defined by the five khandhas. That's why liberation is possible. Ajātāṁ, abhūtāṁ, akatam, asangkatāṁ. There is the unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed. That's not just an idle statement by the Buddha, but it's a guidance for practice. This is the path to follow. If freedom is to be actualized. If the attunement of this life to its own reality is to be actualized. So we use the time, the effort, the energy that we have to shed those habits of identification and to let that insight, that clear seeing, operate freely. Knowing approval, knowing disapproval. Knowing comfort, knowing discomfort. Knowing our story, knowing the world, but not limited or defined by the world. And in that letting go, tasting that quality of freedom, ease, and peacefulness that is present. Whenever the grasping stops, here it is. Peace, freedom, perfect ease is always here. Whenever the grasping stops.